2014, Mackenzie Crook brought an unexpected comedy success to television audiences across the country. Broadcast on BBC4, the series effectively rejuvenated a genre that had for too long been plagued by corny one-liners, cliched jokes, and two-dimensional characters. But what exactly has made Tectorists resonate with its audience? Is it the endearing characters, script writing, or its strong connection to nature? In this documentary, I will attempt to answer this question by searching the lonely earth and discover what treasures may lie beneath, waiting for me. subject matter is very unique. I don't think there's ever been a comedy series about metal detecting before. Uh, so that, I think that's very unique. I think it's quite gentle in its, in its comedy. It's not obvious. It's, it's um, sort of watch it and, and you either get it or you don't get it or you can tune in or tune out. I just think it's very sweet. One of the main running themes throughout the series' story is how human encroachment on different areas of land can affect not just wildlife, but also finds of potential archaeological importance. In the first half of the final series, having returned from Botswana some time prior, lead character Andy is seen leading a dig on a construction site and, in the process, uncovers a large piece of Roman mosaic, only for his find to be taken cruelly out of his grasp before being able to discover more, leading to him resigning from his job in protest immediately after. In real life, it is not uncommon for archaeologists to quit their jobs. There are a variety of reasons that can lead to this, from tensions stemming between the manager and the employed archaeologist over how the find should be recorded, to disputes over the amount of pay they are receiving. Although it is not explicitly stated as being the case, dialogue between Andy and Becky heavily implies that the pictures Andy took of the Roman mosaic were deleted, further reinforced by his surprised reaction while searching for them. After quitting his job, Andy finds work as a road crew member spraying weed killer on a motorway. Rather than put the weed killer in, he decides to leave the water in the spray tanks untainted. By doing this, it allowed the plants and wildlife living there to continue their part in the circle of life, and the awards he receives in return are numerous, which leads to him discovering a dilapidated house and fixing a bat box onto a condemned tree to stop it from being felled. Human encroachment is not always limited to the disposal of ancient mosaics or road crew spraying weed killer. Rival detectorists will often attempt to muscle in on someone else's patch, utilising illegal, questionable methods in order to achieve this, such as night hawking. They're alive. They're awake. 
Nighthawking is a process by which rogue detectorists will attempt to steal items of archaeological significance, working under cover of darkness to find the items they seek. Throughout the series, Lance and Andy butt heads with two metal detectorists, nicknamed Simon and Garfunkel, due to the uncanny resemblance they share with the folk duo, and have gone by many names, including the Antiqua Searchers, the Dirt Sharks, and Terra Firma. During an episode of the second series, they resort to this practice with the help of an unscrupulous metal detectorist, Peter, in the hopes of uncovering gold supposedly contained within the remains of a German bomber, only to be caught red-handed by members of the DMDC, and subsequently arrested by the police. Although Peter escapes, he too is eventually arrested for attempting to rob the site again. Protecting nature, there are a number of different ways you can express your passion for it and fight human encroachment. You can also join up as a volunteer for a major nature reserve, go wildlife watching, spend an hour or two reflecting of your day in a quiet area, or even do something simple like signing a petition to prevent the privatization of the forests that have been around for centuries. Another important story thread that drives the series forward are relationships and the importance of family. These relationships are regularly tested and pushed to the brink to the point of seemingly becoming unrepairable, and yet friends and family are reconciled and the damage certain actions have caused are undone. In the first two series, Andy is shown to experience difficulties in his relationship with Becky. The first rift in their relationship is opened after Becky discovers Sophie, a young student and aspiring metal detectorist, holding Andy's hand, leading her to believe that Andy is having an affair, which is only made worse after an incriminating picture of Sophie kissing Andy is left on their doorstep. Even his friendship with Lance is affected by the amount of time he spends with Sophie, making him furious when he realises Andy went searching for gold without him. His relationship with Becky is gradually repaired in an attempt to give up metal detecting, and then rebuilds his friendship with Lance and Sophie. The second time their relationship nearly falls apart is when Andy receives a letter of application for an archaeological dig in Botswana but conceals the news from Becky out of fear he won't be able to look after his family. When Becky discovers the letter, she is furious and threatens to leave without him. They reconcile once again when Andy decides to take a step into the unknown, bringing them closer together than ever before.
While Andy's relationship with Becky is relatively stable, the same cannot be said for Lance. In the first series, he seemingly maintains a healthy friendship with his ex-wife, but this quickly turns sour when he realises that she was trying to destroy his personal life the whole time by going after his lottery winnings. Kate, Lance's estranged daughter, appears in Danebury just as he appears to be turning into a solitary recluse. After spending time bonding with his daughter, he showers her with gifts and unintentionally scares her away in the process, leading him to believe that he has ruined the one chance he has to be part of her life. His worries are proven unjustified when she appears during a DMDC rally, a sign that she still considers him to be family. Out of all the series relationships Lance has pursued, only his current one with Tony appears to be the most stable, and even that was at risk of being damaged beyond repair when she discovered that her boyfriend was lying to her, along with being humiliated by his ex. After kicking Maggie out of the flat upon discovering her plan, Kate visits Tony on her houseboat and admits to feeling guilty over what happened which leads to both Lance and Tony reconciling not long after. And while relationships can be tested in similar ways, it is possible to rebuild them as long as you are honest, open to new experiences, or to return and bond further with family when you're ready, like Kate. Oh, let's go for the old classic, the Holy Grail. I think what would be fun to find would be, I don't know, something from an old war, a, 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 um, a piece of flint or a sword. A sword would be exciting to find. As Lantern Andy sweep the country fields of Danebury, they find themselves climbing through the briar and bramble to unearth obscure parts of history that would otherwise be lost to the plough. Sometimes they will be lucky and discover something that they never expected, hoped or even dreamed to find. In both the first and the third series, the two friends conduct an extensive sweep of their permissions in the hopes of uncovering both a Saxon horde and a Roman burial, only to hit a dead end and turn up nothing. But at the end of the second series, fortune and luck finally seem to smile upon them as Lance digs up a golden astol that had been buried since the Anglo-Saxon period and does a gold dance, barely able to contain his excitement. Even so, by Christmas that same year, Lance begins to worry that his luck has run out. According to legend, this is commonly known as the Curse of the Gold, which supposedly causes the afflicted individual to suffer an unending series of misfortunes. His misfortunes only end 
after he buries several vintage gold coins under the earth, restoring his luck and allowing him to hear birdsong for the first time in months. Oh, most definitely. I think it's a, it's a thing of joy and fun and, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It's beautifully written, well acted, and just so such a happy, such a happy program. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's just, it's just so um, gorgeous. It's just very sweet. Um, it's very funny. I love the stories. It's intelligent. It's clever. Um, and yeah, by the way, have you watched QI? Ah, uh, no, no, couldn't get the TV on. Too many remotes. Yep. In conclusion, based on the examples and testimonies provided about the series, I can safely say that Detectorists is not just about protecting nature and uncovering history, but the lives, loves and hopes of the two leading characters, as well as the lives of those around them. It is one of the most fantastically written character-driven comedies of the modern age, and one which I think, will remain a timeless classic long into the future. Should you feel that your true calling for both nature and history is as a metal detectorist, in between jobs and everyday life, it is important to act on it, as long as you are prepared for both disappointment and excitement in equal measures. But in the grand scheme of things, the search for treasure is considerably smaller when compared to the experience of time travel. As Lance would say, we unearth the scattered memories, mine for stories, and fill in the personalities. Detectorists, we're time travellers. Is waiting for you.